As you guys know, we've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke books found in libraries across our entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative literary choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. Educating your children about freedom is more important today than ever. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to TuttleTwins.com forward slash ref forward slash Heidi. I'll also drop it in the show notes. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday, January 24th. It's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so I'm going through your questions. I love to hear from you. You know, this is one of my favorite days of the week here at the podcast. It gives us a chance to sort of interact with you, and I would love to have you interact with me. There's a great way for you guys to do it. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast forward slash mailbox Monday, and you guys can submit a question to me. I would love to have you submit your questions. Also, you can leave a message at anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. Something that's been kind of lacking lately, because I think probably I forgot to remind you, is I really want to hear your off the bench stories. So if you have a story of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, please, uh, by all means, you guys, let me know, send it to me, tell me what's going on in your neck of the woods, and then I will get that on the air because really it encourages everyone who listens. So again, you guys, that's HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I also want to say thank you guys so much for uh, really helping me with the sponsors. We're getting more sponsors here at the show. You guys have heard that I have a MyPillow ad that airs. Thank you very much. When you support these uh, companies and organizations, they turn around and support me. So it really is a win-win. You're supporting American companies with American-made products. You're keeping people working. And I really appreciate that. And that in turn is helping me. So I want to say thank you very much for doing that. All right, I'm going to jump right into your questions. Remember, if you guys want to get hold of me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, keep your questions short and sweet and to the point that makes it easier for me to squeeze as many in as I possibly can. All right, the this one came in from Becca in Indiana. On the last Mailbox Monday podcast, you addressed young girls wearing makeup. Thank you so much for your insight. I have a quick follow-up question to see if your opinion might change. I have a six-year-old in ballet, and at the recital, part of the costume attire includes makeup, red, lipstick, blush, etc. I know that this child is already sensitive when it comes to appearance and wanting to fit in. I'm wondering, do we go ahead and put the makeup on for the performance so she doesn't feel left out, or should we just say no and explain she's not allowed to wear makeup yet? Do you have situations like this? So Becca, that is a great question. Thank you for turning that question in. And the answer is, of course, yes. Uh, I have several kids who have been both in theater and in dance, mostly here at the Homeschool Resource Center for several years, and they also wear makeup when they do their recitals. And let me tell you why I think it's different. They wear this makeup so that their faces show up on the stage. So anyone who's ever been in a play or done a ballet or a dance or a hip hop recital knows that if you don't wear 
makeup under those really strong lights, basically your face disappears and you look like a floating head up there. So that's the reason why we do it. And you know what? You could you could look at this like an opportunity for you to tell your daughter, this is just practice. We're doing this for the play and someday you'll be able to wear makeup uh, when you're when you're more grown up than you are right now, but I don't see any problem with doing that. Uh, what I really don't like when anyway, as long as we're, I mean, Becca, as long as we're on the subject, uh, what I really don't like are some of the very provocative and suggestive outfits that young girls are put into for the sake of performance. That is where I would absolutely draw the line. Um, which again, just plays right back into the sexualization of our children, which I find abhorrent on a hundred different levels. So, uh, so there you go. That's what I would say. I would not worry about make makeup for recitals or plays or theater productions, anything like that. Our kids have done it for years and everyone knows who's done it. You know, the theater makeup is garbage makeup anyway. It's it's really done for the same reason that if I do a television interview, the makeup they put on me is not the same makeup that I wear in my everyday life. It's made for the lights and the cameras and that kind of thing. So I hope that helps a little bit. And uh, and yeah, keep me posted because I love to hear how you guys are handling all these new questions as they come in. Laura from Montana, how would you handle this? A coworker mentioned that the federal government knows that the states can block Biden's federal vaccine mandate. So they are going to try and say that we can't vote unless we get vaxxed, thus stealing another election. Well, we're already hearing rumblings of this now. And actually, frankly, what the Democrats are up to is disgusting on a hundred different levels. I've told you guys this many, many times. The Democrats in office right now are dangerous for freedom. This is not the Democrat Party that your uh, great grandparents knew. This is not the Democrat Party of JFK. These people are socialists at the very least and communists at the very worst, instituting Marxism in our schools. We've been talking about this now for several years here at the show. And so I don't put anything ba- uh, past them. Look what just happened in New York with the vaxxed or with the uh, with them allowing people who are not citizens to vote. So the best thing that I could tell you to do right now is just to remain vigilant. When you guys hear that this stuff is coming before your city councils, like right here in Vancouver, we are fighting like mad. The vaccine mandates here in Clark County, trying to get our our Clark County Council to see this as discrimination and allow people the right to choose. The science does not back this up. You guys have all the information that you need. It's like the Apostle Paul. Remember, I read this to you guys last week when the Apostle Paul finally said to people, listen, you, you've you heard both sides of the argument. Now make up your mind. So the this is like the time for talking about this and tr- going, well, I just don't know. It's over now. And like I told someone, you know, just a couple of days ago, I'm really, really running out of grace for people that are like, well, I just don't know. I wear the mask to love my neighbor. You're not loving your neighbor. Don't you understand? They're going to start, uh, they're going to start trying to force you into staying home so that you can't vote unless you have a vaccination. Look what they're doing to the military, blah, blah, blah. So while I don't think we have anything concrete right now, we definitely know that the building blocks are in place and that there are many people who would love to see you not be able to vote unless you're willing to submit to a tyrannical mask mandate. It's just absolutely ridiculous. In other bad news, and I don't know if you guys saw this last uh, last week or not, people were kind of quiet about it. I think conservatives just, you know, just like I told you guys, I do not have much confidence 
in the Supreme Court. There are basically two votes on the Supreme Court that I feel confident in that would vote for freedom, and the rest of them are just, um, well, they just don't have to be backbone. But the Supreme Court rejected a request to block the federal air travel mask mandate. So the TSA's mask mandate is in place until at least March 18 of 2022, and they denied an emergency request asking for a pause to the federal COVID-19 mask mandate. So this, remember, we're under emergency orders right now, right? These emergency mandates, because we're in a state of emergency, right? It's just, it's ridiculous. And so the emergency application was seeking to stop the TSA's federal mask mandate for individuals in airports or onboard commercial air, airlines. And basically the, the Supreme Court punted and was like, no, I don't want to do that right now because they're a bunch of chickens, right? So this was kind of interesting. The case was filed by a Florida father and his four-year-old son who is autistic and cannot tolerate wearing masks, but he has to fly to Boston's Children's Hospital in Massachusetts for regular care. So here's this kid flying up and down the East Coast. He's autistic. He Clearly, that's going to be an issue for him. And there was another plaintiff in the case. His name was Lucas Wall. He was a Washington, D.C. resident who, according to court documents, is stranded at his mother's residences in the Village, Florida, because the TSA banned him from boarding a flight out of Orlando uh, on June 2nd, 2021, just because he can't wear a face mask due to something called generalized anxiety disorder. It's interesting to me, and this is why I'm telling you they're chickens. The court didn't offer comment about the denial in the orders that came out last Tuesday. Uh, and I just, it, 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 we need to pray for the courts. I mean, if no other, if, if we weren't praying for them before, we should definitely be praying for them now. They just basically said, here's what it is. And actually, I'm going to link back to the Supreme Court.gov so you can actually see their ruling. But we are being tyrannized by these dictates. And I fly all the time. There's no place safer in the whole wide world than an airport. That air is, you know, or the airplanes, uh, those things triple sanitize, you know, the air is, it's just, it's amazing. We, Jay and I got on a plane a couple of weeks ago and saw somebody with like three face masks on. And part of me is just like, if you guys are that scared, you should stay home. And we really have a pandemic of fear in the country right now. And so I'm just going to encourage you guys keep standing up for freedom. We're going to, there is going to be a reckoning. You heard me say this to Berkeley last week. This isn't going to last forever. There will be a reckoning. And until that happens, we're just going to have to stand up and uh, stand for freedom. And so Laura, I wish I had better news for you. I have no faith in the federal government right now, no faith in the uh, Supreme Court. We have to keep telling the truth. And I do think eventually we are going to prevail because the truth is it is going to to come out. Did you know that my pillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the my pillow mattress and we love it. You guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the my pillow store. Go to mypillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's mypillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. 
Heidi, here's my next question from an anonymous listener. How would you answer this? Heidi, how would you answer this? I'm looking for a a specific answer for the Christian faith. Please specifically describe the religious belief, observance, or practice supporting your request for an exemption from our company's COVID-19 requirement and the nature of, of the conflict with the requirement. So basically what they're asking you to do, first of all, you guys, I'm just going to say what Penny uh, has said many, many times, and I've quoted her. You actually don't have the fact that we have to ask for a religious exemption is is ridiculous because you already have freedom. And basically, you're just stating the obvious to them. And now they're going to make you qualify it. So I I told you before, and I continue to believe I do not think the exemptions are the way to go. I don't think a religious exemption uh, or a medical exemption. We shouldn't have to submit to this simply because it's a violation of our personal freedom. So the fact right now that we are in the state where we have to submit exemptions is already completely over the top, which is why I just got done telling you this is my vote of no confidence in the ridiculous Supreme Court, uh, they, that they won't stand for freedom over a virus with a 99.9% survival rate is absolutely mind-blowing to me. But there are a whole bunch of reasons why people have asked for religious exemptions. The Bible teaches us that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that we are to take care of our body. If for any reason we feel like, oh no, that's not taking care of my temple, that's not taking care of my body, uh, whether it's because these uh, these vaccines by and large have been made with with aborted fetal cells, that's a huge issue. I know a lot of people who would say, I can't do that. And frankly, they've been saying that for years and years and years. And so across the country now, we're watching millions of Americans being forced to make this choice, right? And a lot of them have been like, hey, we're going to go ahead and get the Ronavax, you know, even though <laughs> it's clearly obvious now that it's not working. Uh, we've got, we have got employers and other people forcing themselves uh, into the religious beliefs of other people. So if your faith, your faith requires you to answer to God. And if you have a religious exemption or I mean a religious uh, objection to this, meaning just your, it violates your conscience, that's good enough. And so I wouldn't go into, if it were me, and I haven't been forced to do this, but if it were me, I would not be going into all the reasons why you think that your religious exemption is valid because that's where they want to trip you up. Think of it like, uh, you know, somebody reading your Miranda rights, right? Everything that you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's a very similar thing that is happening right now with these exemptions. And you heard what they're doing to the military right now over in the Marine Corps. It's shameful. And so again, if, if you read the legalese, read this, I'm going to link back to in the show notes today, there's a form that I, I discovered at uh, CT, it looks like Connecticut, and they're putting up an example of a religious exemption statement. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, let me read it to you just a little bit. I'll link back to it. So if you guys want to make your own, you can, but it says, uh, I, the undersigned, do hereby swear or affirm as the case may, uh, as the case may be as follows. One, I am making this religious exemption statement pursuant to Connecticut General Statute, whatever it is, so that the child can enroll in blah. Two, I am the lawful either parent or guardian of the child. Three, immunizing said child would be contrary to the child's or the parent's or the guardian's religious beliefs. Four, I understand that by claiming this exemption, the child is exempt from one or more of the immunizations required by this Connecticut statute. Five, I understand that during a vaccine preventable disease outbreak and the above identified child care, all susceptible children, including the child named above, is excluded if a public health official determines that the program is a significant site for disease exposure. So notice what they've done in this thing. 
So they've said, I want an, a religious exemption. They haven't said, give the verse, give the passage, tell us what it is in the Bible or in the in your Quran or whatever it is that you're reading that makes gives you grounds for the religious exemption. They're just saying, tell them that you have a religious exemption. And that's where I think it should should end. Also notice, and this is something I didn't like, but also notice that, because uh, this came out of a Connecticut court, they gave basically in the statement, you know, hey, we want an exemption, but we give you permission to punish my child if there is an emergency, which is basically what they said. So I would I would probably take that out. Um, but I'll link back to it in the notes and you guys can look at it today. We've never been here like this before. I mean, this is new ground, right? This this um, overreach from the federal government. So that's sort of my stance on it. I know a lot of people who have asked for religious exemptions because they're like, we, we know this is a lie. We're not going to participate in it. We know this is bad for our body. We're supposed to be taking care of our body. We know that the mask makes us breathe in our own um, germs that are, it's causing all kinds of problems. I have a friend who's a dentist and he was telling me, man, they, they rise in uh, cavities in children because they're wearing these dumb masks to school all day. I mean, there's a, a million different reasons, but I wouldn't get into the weeds, I guess, is what I'm saying. A, they don't have the right to ask you, have we ever heard of HIPAA in this country? And and B, uh, I just think, again, go back to the Miranda rights and just think, man, the more I, the more information I give, anything I say can and will be used against me. Um, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. So that's, what, that's where I would uh, lean on that one. I hope that helps you. Uh, these are hard these are hard questions. Uh, one more. I got room for one more. Dear Heidi, my husband and I, like so many families today, have a blended and blessed family with lots of people on all sides of our six children's lives. Because of this, four of the six kids are currently living with other parents and are in public school. The younger two are homeschooled by me. Do you have any resources for me to address the issues that arise in blended families? Also, how would you suggest I handle supporting the kids who are being indoctrinated in the public school without burning bridges. Other parents are non-believers or weak Christians at best. So I've got a lot of really great, uh, Katie, I've got a lot of really great websites for you to look at. There's great information out there for blended families. Uh, obviously, I have a blended family as well. It comes with blessings and it also comes with burdens. And I see that in your in your comment. You know, when it comes to the kids who are being indoctrinated by the public school, the best thing that you've got, if you're trying to keep harmony in your family and not pit exes against you or, you know, stir up all kinds of drama in your family is to bring it to the Lord in prayer. You know, uh, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. There's a time, obviously, for a hard answer. And I would say in your particular situation, uh, using caution is probably the best approach. But I'm going to link back to some of these websites for you. And I have a friend actually who's great at talking about this subject. And I'm going to put it in a note to myself to see if I can get him back on the show. All right, you guys, that's all I've got time for today. Thank you so much for your support of this ministry. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to submit your question to me and have it answered here at the show, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and fill out that form. There's also an opportunity for you to submit guest ideas. And we're always very interested in that. We want to bring people to you that are both interesting and informative. And so uh, send them to me and we would love to get them on the show. Thanks again for supporting the sponsors of this show and for becoming a member at MomStrong International. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.